Hi, I'm Archie McFarlane. I'm a research analyst at Tech Against Terrorism, an organisation that disrupts terrorist activity online. Welcome back to our podcast. This week, we're exploring the term white jihad, the online interaction of jihadism and white supremacy that's attracting a lot of Gen Zers. In case you're one of the few people who hasn't heard of Andrew Tate yet, he's the British-American kickboxer and influencer who became famous on TikTok for ranting about male domination, wokeness, and for showing off his car collection. He's especially popular among younger Gen Z boys and men. The so-called king of toxic masculinity has claimed that women bear responsibility for being sexually assaulted and that they belong to men and in the kitchen. He also likes to boast about his connection and friendship with far-right figures like Tommy Robinson and has said that maybe the Nazis weren't that bad. The list goes on. And he's currently facing charges in Romania of human trafficking, rape and forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit women, which he denies. And so... What if I told you he recently converted to Islam? Tate has now decided that his twisted version of Islam can justify his misogyny and obsession with male dominance. And his extreme misogynistic views caught the eye of some other extremists. It might be paradoxically, paradoxically, but there's a connection between sexiest videos and Islamism. And this this connection is that they are conservatorism, they have in common anti-Semitism, and, uh, oh, and also they have a sort of likelihood for, for violence as a response to the corruption of society. And Andrew Tate is just one of these examples, is the most high-profiled example of that. Some of the members, some of the users are exploiting the figure of Andrew Tate as an example of the chat, the big uh, male uh, patriarchal example of the hard man, of the strong man against the feminism, which is viewed as a, as a bad narrative, as a sort of corruption of society. Dr. Federico Borgonovo is an analyst at a research centre on terrorism and security at the Catholic University of Sacred Heart in Milan. He's been delving into the world of white jihad for a few years now, and he says there are a few reasons why we should be worried about it. The first one is that it's um, a very accelerator of, of narrative. And the members, the users that are involved in this, uh, they are spreading, they are accelerating uh, ideas, conservatories ideas, radical ideas, extreme ideas, and terrorist ideas. The second reason because, uh, why what jihadism is very concerning, because it's populated mainly by Gen Z person, by Gen Z Muslim and Salafi, which are completely overflowed by this kind of propaganda. And Andrew Tate is one of the high-profile examples. Just a quick note before we continue. Federico pronounces meme in the Italian way as meme. So let's start with the basics. What exactly is white jihad? White jihadism, it's a big ecosystem made of users online. And it combines ultra-right content, extreme-right content with Salafi and Jihadi content. But the mistake that we can uh, that we can make is to think that it's a sum of right-wing extremism and Islamism. It's not a sum. It's just that they are speaking the same language and exploiting the same narrative. It's not a, a sort of, I am 
50% alt-right or 50% Islamists. It's just they are speaking the same language. The glue of this um, ecosystem is hate. Because ideologically, alt-right and Islamism, especially jihadism, have enemies in common. For example, the Jews. And this is one of the most... Uh, let me say, strongest bond between the, the, the two parts, let me say, of the wet jihad. But it's not, it's not all of that. As Andrew Tate revealed, misogynism. So the idea that the woman possess a specific part in society and the male is the, let me say, the lord of the family and everyone must remain in the same position. And also anti-Western sentiment. They are people, those are users that are completely embedded with, uh, with the hate of the Western society because it's corrupted for the same reason that uh, uh, the feminism is a, is a bad idea and whatever. And inside the ecosystem, the online ecosystem, white Jihadism expresses itself in different kind of, of, uh, of features. For example, the first form of self-organized community online identified as white jihadism by us it's islamogram probably heard of 4chan and 8chan the online forums that let users post pretty much anything they want anonymously and are now widely known for their user spread of conspiracy theories trolling of celebrities and the creation of racist anti-semitic and anti-LGBTQ+, far-right memes. Pepe the Frog and Trollface are its big stars. Chan culture has had dramatic consequences too. In 2019, the perpetrator of the Christchurch mosque attacks posted his intentions on the forum the day before he entered the Al-Nur mosque, killing 51 people. And somewhat paradoxically, Islamists have also been appropriating this culture in the form of Islamogram, Islamogram is a self-named community of young Salafi influencers who use Instagram, but heavily draw on the visual and linguistic culture of 4chan, Reddit and Discord. As Federico said, the content embraces the same themes as its far-right counterparts. Anti-Semitism, anti-liberalism, anti-LGBTQ rhetoric and anti-feminism. But they also have a particular hatred for liberal Muslims. You have halal posters, those who exhibit hateful and extremist views of liberal Muslims but don't share content that explicitly supports violent extremist groups. And the haram posters, those who take much more aggressive political stances and explicitly support a range of extremist groups. They create images of Pepe the Frog dressed as a Hamas fighter, or even of Adolf Hitler saying Salam Aleikum. Let me introduce you to the Tally Chad or Chadli Ban. One of the most used is the combination of, of the image of the, of the Chad, which is the powerful man, the powerful, let me say, Western man, uh, muscular, uh, very aggressive with the others, men, and very possessive with, with women, the Chad, and the Taliban. So the Taliban, which is anti-West, guerrilla men, fighting with, uh, with poor weapons, but beating um, high, high-tech soldiers, so uh, sort of um, underdog. This is one of the most 
vivid example of white Jediism. They combine these two examples and create a figure that, that express perfectly how the Muslim must be. So a fighter that treats women with, as objects, strong, muscular, but anti-West, anti-USA, and perfectly integrated with the Islam community. So what platforms are we talking about here? Well, the platforms were, from the beginning, they were the, the, most, the most used by, by the average person. So Facebook, Instagram. Then the censorship campaign start to uh, affect those community, and they try to find another, another safe heavens. Now Discord, Telegram, and TikTok are the main. And the contents are memes, because they are quite powerful in their spreading the message, not violating the terms of usage by, by the platform, and be spread by a huge amount of, of users. Memes, it's, it's basically, it's the, ma- it's the main content that is spread by, by these users. But it, it's not the only one, because the community, it's big. And as every big community possess open source and dark source, let me say, part. The dark source, it's populated by pro-IS, pro-Al-Qaeda users, and these members are spreading the propaganda made by these organizations. So the range of material is quite broad. As I said, the most important memes, because they can reach all the part of the community, but you can find also direct material from terrorist organizations. And those organizations are aware of this kind of, of community. So you mentioned the, that this community is big. How big is it? This is a very hard to, to respond answer because uh, we, can, we can provide a real screenshot of the amount of channels of users, but we can estimate 3,500 channels and chats. And as I said before, it's not a, a big organization, it's an ecosystem. So you have to think that it's composed by different parts, different users, different organizations. So it's a phenomenon. We're talking about a big numbers because it's numbers of thousands, but their main uh, weak point is also their best uh, strong point. They are flexible, they are loose connected network. So they can't organize themselves with big propaganda campaigns for recruitment or for spreading hate. They are resilient, but not so efficient in spreading one message and at the end of the day, organize a terrorist attack. So it's big, it's capillar, capillar, in, in using tentacles, propaganda tentacles, but not so efficient in, um, let me say, be present boots on the ground. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the kind of conceptualization of this network beyond, you know, the central Islamogram, which is self-named, maybe has chats where they identify as Islamogram, and then you move out and it's these tentacles. So obviously you mentioned it's not one group, one community, but who would you say they're trying to appeal to in general and and for what purpose? That's one of the most important questions to answer because 
we have to understand how and uh, which people are more could be more affected by, by 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 their content. So basically, the most important target of radicalization, because the, they are doing that, they are trying to radicalize people, are the Gen Z Muslim, and their tentative is to accelerate the, the hate against Shia because we, we don't have to forget that white jihadism is based on Salafi movement so the Shia Shias are enemies and this is one type of target a second one is obviously the alt-right and as I said Andrew Tate it's one of the most powerful character of the of the white jihadism narrative system let me say because most of the enemies of white jihad and jihadism as well is are sorry Jews and uh, and weak people persons who are not uh, let me say in the laws of nature so homosexual lgbtq plus uh, members and other minorities so also alt right Alt-right guys could be affected by that. Incel, misogynist, member of, of the manosphere, more in general. And last but not least, the Islamic community. Islam is the first main target of white jihadism propaganda and late, late motives. Because they are trying to took these people and weaponize that. For example... A very um, little part of, of the Islamogam is called Akrite. Akrite is a sub-community inside the Islamogam, perfectly connected, also boots on the ground, with all the theaters around the world that involved white Muslim people fighting against governments, for example, Chechnya or uh, Balkans. So... The first main target are Gen Z Muslims, but in general Muslims. So also uh, alt-right could be affected, but they are not the main target. And then we got all the misogynist and incel, incel community. So from your perspective, why would you say this online phenomenon is so dangerous? Well, it's dangerous because of the, diff- because of the different features of the, of the ecosystem. First of all, the ecosystem is composed by, as I said before, communities, part of terrorist organizations, and whatever. So it's a leaderless structure with several backups capable to managing all the censorship operations and constantly cross-contaminated by alt-right subculture, jihadism, and all the propaganda that these subcultures create every day. So it's difficult to First of all, to understand it, and this is the big, the big problem. Second, they are quite good because they are young and very uh, skillful in using social media. They are quite good in spreading messages of violence, messages of terrorism using memes that apparently are not violent. But if you read it, if you constantly create propaganda around certain concepts, for example, misogynism, those kind of memes seems like to be very violent at the end of the day. So they are avoiding the terms of usage of, of, the, of the platforms and they are, I would say, cover themselves uh, using the freedom of speech. 
those are let me say technical reason why reasons why they are so difficult to to counter them but another one is that it's a very new uh, new kind of threat that we are facing at the moment but we are looking at those kind of channels and most of them are cannibalized I try to be cannibalized by terrorist organizations for example IS some channels not all of that but some some of that are be, became so full of pro IS or pro academic material that it was basically impossible to to make a, a difference between a classical wet jihad memes channels to a pro daesh pro IS pro Qaeda channels so they are quite easy to be manipulated and and cannibalized but the, let me say the first impression of these channels remains a simple uh, let me say a soft a soft halal uh, meme channel so they they remain under the cover of freedom of speech of of memes but at the same time they are spreading terrorist propaganda that's the main problem so technically they are trying to avoid uh, the censorship campaigns and secondly they are a huge universe of of community so they are uh, they possess big numbers of channels big numbers of chat rooms and they are now became a subculture very difficult to eradicate a subculture because it remains in minds it remains in the content it remains it remains in the in the way to speak so there are two levels the technical one it's quite difficult and this, the cultural one is more difficult than the technical one yeah this is like the most difficult challenge for for tech companies in terms of the the combination of the use of humor or memes to mask you know violent rhetoric and the size of the community as well i think it's just very complex and it's very difficult to know which parts of the community are just doing it for fun versus are actually supportive of terrorist organizations and and for content moderators particularly those who might not necessarily know the context and and this wider you know background of the community it's pretty pretty difficult for them to moderate the content so i guess with that in mind and obviously a very difficult question but how would how would you suggest countering this well you you were you were constructing the answer during the um, the question because it's difficult to take down content that are let me say made artificially for having fun for laughing we have to create shields on that before before that so content takedowns it's a short time strategy that can prevent some channels to become too popular too exploitable for spreading propaganda okay but the problem is that young people young users are sharing producing and they are affected by this kind of propaganda day by day so digital literacy it's the best strategy to to counter this this kind of of phenomenon not only because it, the phenomenon is mainly populated by by young people by young user but because it's a matter of society and this kind of problem is eradicated only inside the society only through education at school because if you have students that are not that, that are not affected by hate 
they will not search it. They will not search violent content to see Jews or liberal Muslim getting slaughtered by, by others. They will not have fun searching that. And if you have a society full of people that want to search graphic content, brutal content, is a matter of society, not a matter of the terrorist organization, because they are exploiting that. They are not creating that. They are exploiting that. And as I said before, the most important thing is to create shields in our minds, starting from our children, with digital literacy. Thank you to Federico Borganovo for talking to me today. You can find a link to his research in the show notes. If you want to learn more about Tech Against Terrorism and our work, visit techagainstterrorism.org or follow us on X at Tech vs. Terrorism. I'm Archie McFarlane. This is the Tech Against Terrorism podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a brand new episode. Please rate, leave a review and share the episode as that really helps new people find us. This is an OG podcast production produced by Anouk Mie. Music by Rowan Bishop.